is. Now, now I'm going. I'll go. Am I going now? Right now. Right now. Where are we going? Well, we're not going anywhere, baby. It's oh. just a, you know, we're here. Figure oh. speed. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to As the Rotor Turns. <laughs> Man, Jody hates how we start the show every time. <laughs> it's her, that. it's her biggest complaint. <laughs> like, it's like, Sorry. you guys not know that you're starting the show because it catches my surprise all the time. So here oh. we are, As yeah. the Rotor Turns, and uh, you know, like we always start. This is gonna be my opinion, not the opinion of anybody that's here today. Nope. Uh, or anybody that employs anybody that's here today, <laughs> gives them money, For houses anything. them, you know, uh, you know, <sighs> listen, we're just hanging out. Yeah. I may say some offensive stuff. Probably. No, you won't. You, 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 yeah. you should probably turn this off right <laughs> I now. Hope so. If sure. you are in church, you got the wrong show on. Yes. Yeah. You should be paying attention yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you have kids in your car, Turn it off quick. Well, I said, keep it going. I'm going to say a couple helpful things for the kids out there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so hey, baby. A few life, le- life lessons. Hey. I love you. I love you. I love my life. This is going to be your opinion today, not the opinion of the Rescue Company One or Dr. No. Benjamin Abbo or uh-uh. the other doctors here today. Or, or anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they ha- the hippo's on. Hey. He's pointing at somebody. What are you pointing, pointing at? at? Uh, nothing. Is. Like, you know, oh, it's a point. You, everybody, it's, everybody, you guys oh, see me? Just wait a second. I would like. I don't know I, what you're doing with those fingers. I would like a moment of silence <laughs> for Lake County Fire Rescue Venom Two. Oh. Okay, okay. and we're done. <laughs> anyway, yes. <laughs> and, that was uh, a short moment of yeah. silence. Yeah. And you have Corey <laughs> Richter here, the only voice of reason, usually. <laughs> you know, at times. At times, yes. And, and that's not his dad. It's little Corey. Yes. yes. <laughs> Somebody go. I'm sure he loves it when you call him that. Listen, you have to be descriptive as fuck. Like every yep. time I go, oh, Corey Rick, yeah, Corey's teaching today. And they go, Big Corey Rick's teaching class. I go, No, 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 we're not that good. We got a little yeah. Corey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you know who, uh, and our guest today here is uh, Dr. Corsa, man. Like he's our yeah. original doctor from the rescue company while well, still around. Still people, hanging in there. People didn't think you were real. We're like, no, he's a learned surgeon. He I is. mean, let's yeah. not get carried away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you you know Corey's dad. So his dad is the NAMT book guy. Like, uh, like that oh, really? Corey director. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. big Corey. He yeah. writes the book. Yeah, he's the book guy. Yeah. yeah. That's the dude. And uh, not yeah. this one, but his dad. Yeah. <laughs> this one's just as yeah. good, though. This is a good, uh, better version. Yeah. I'd dude, say that. You know what's... You know what's funny as shit is so you're know. every time I'm down here. So uh um God, I'm thinking of her name right now, but she was the chief in charge of uh the helicopter here for Broward Sheriff. And uh every time I see her, she reminds me of your dad saving her life. Oh, oh yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh God, uh, uh Nugent. Yes, yeah, Tammy. So this is a greater story. It's Clinkon in Orlando. There's a bunch like you gotta think that there's 10 medics sitting at a table. And she starts choking, giving you the sign and everything. And uh, we're all, all like, nobody is moving, <laughs> including myself. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. I'm pretty shit faced anyways. I don't know what I would have done. But anyways, like his dad goes around five or six paramedics, looks at her, including her husband, who's sitting right next to her, who's a paramedic, too. And he goes, he looks at her and he goes, are you choking? Like it's perfect. Like any <laughs> video. textbook. Like, any any, are you okay? Goes, yeah. Can you cough? Can you talk? She she's doing the thing, and he goes, okay. Grabs her, goes around, and just and just 
we're like, holy shit, she was really choking. <laughs> it nobody, is the nobody great. knows what to do in the situation where everything falls into place. Oh right? man, <gasps> crazy uh, steak on the table, reaching for your neck. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, she's not she crazy. Is that your dad was a dude? And I did have your dad as a judge one time. He was he scared the shit out of me, man. I couldn't do anything in front of him. <laughs> Made me He's so like the nervous. easiest judge out there, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, then I was like, man, this is the dude. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I'm I'm bringing some paramedics next year down here. Oh, let's do we're, it. We're gonna do it. We're oh, gonna... let's do it. Oh, you're gonna, oh, yeah. gonna compete. Oh yeah. Somebody uh, called. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I got two teams committed already. One from our air ambulance and uh -huh. one oh, wow. from the ground. Man, Ooh. perfect. Hey, yeah. tell Bill I'm not going to help judge. I'm going to be, I'm coming in. <laughs> you know, Compete like, now. you know, the, uh, did you ever do the AMTC um, competition at all? I didn't know the it, it's, the, it's rigged because it's made for try to Canadians <laughs> to win, but I've managed to beat their ass twice on that thing there. It, it, but you should be the doctor for that. Yeah. Not the Canadian guy. We call him Booger because he looks just like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Dr. Booger is what we call him. He thinks it's cool as hell. We're like, it's not. <laughs> but uh, so, Doc, what have you been up to? Oh, where do you want me to start? Oh, man. You know, a lot of people, we still have your picture up there and your new yeah. story with the shoes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, Monday was the anniversary seven years ago. That was. I feel old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what were you, June 12, 2016? Yeah, so the same place you were, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was on call in the, the ER thinking it was a nice, quiet night so far. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the story I tell. We had sent staff home. Yep. Like, well, all right, well, this is going well. And then, <laughs> then it wasn't. The, the craziest thing I remember seeing you there is like, so is the second time we come back and it's just nothing but chaos in the, in the ER and... You're, you looked at me and Josh, and you're like, hey, this dude needs to be intubated. So I remember, um, you know, allegedly, as I like to say, <laughs> uh, managed to open up the, uh, you know, the, 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 and get the RSI drugs out. And I'm giving the drugs, and, uh, and Josh is about to intubate the patient. And then the, they give some shaky-ass resident <laughs> like this. He's like, I know do who it was. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. Yeah. Yeah. And he too, and Josh goes, if you miss, man, I'm, I'm jumping in. Just so you know, <laughs> that's a crazy yeah. night. Like, I'm it's such a blur. You know, I, I think back on it, you know, so I bricked my phone. I, I was out on the motorcycle like two weeks afterwards, got water in it. Everything I had in that phone fucking dead. Holy wow. shit. So I got it back like a month ago. I paid like $2,000, got it all recovered. And like going back through that stuff, I don't remember any of it. No, man. I, I, so I mean, dumb. I remember a few things here and there, but it was just a blur. You guys did a phenomenal job that night. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a choice. No, it, so. you, you did see, I mean, it, it's amazing. I get goosebumps saying it because I remember leaving my stethoscope there and then coming back the next day to grab it and everything looked like nothing happened. Shit, we got, wow. we got a stabbing from, I want to say Lake County, somewhere like yeah. that at like 9 a.m. the next morning. Like some <laughs> yeah. dude stabbed by his wife. I'm like, <laughs> business goes on. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, when you're the only game in town, you yeah, can't really be it. on divert. Yeah, so. yeah, just keep bringing it. Yeah. Keep bringing it. How many, how much, how many surgeries did you do that night? I think yeah, we ended up with 28. Wow. Wow. Hey, how, you, how does that work? Like, um, how many, how many, 
surgery rooms or whatever are, are available oh, at a time? Yeah. So, How quickly does it take to turn them over? Like, yeah. So good question. Uh, <laughs> so we've got two, and it might change now, but as far as I remember, we had two rooms available, right? So two anesthesia providers, OR nurses, all that kind of stuff. So we could start two cases at once. And then at that point, you're just calling in more people saying, uh, anyone you got, get in here. Yeah. At the time, we didn't have a phone tree. I'm like literally going through my phone, through my contacts, oh my like God. in between, wow. like, you know, I'm saying like, give blood, innovate this dude, and like calling people like James, Stacey, turn like, around. get the hell in here, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so really Orlando is nice. It's shaped like a square. And so we just went from room to room to room. Like we didn't wait for people to clean up or like, screw it. We're going in a new room. Yeah. And they wow. can clean up afterwards. So we just yeah. made a loop and a half around that right. over the course of the day. Wow. Or the night, I guess. Yeah. 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 You know, for us, is like it was crazy. We bring them in, and then, like I see you go to surgery, and then you were back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was a quick one. And then, then we go, then you're back. And I'm like, man. And uh, you got the red cap on. <laughs> so that's how you spot the chief resident, you know. Yeah. Do you, do you have... Do you think that having extra hands because there were it was a trauma center and there's student uh, residents or whatever that helped you? Like you you go in there you you evaluate you say okay I actually need to do this and then somebody else closes or something yeah else yeah finishes. like ha having minions you can dispatch for tasks yeah. is is huge yeah. like so the trauma center I work at we're very well staffed but we don't have residents med students things like that we have two trauma surgeons twenty four seven so we can do two surgeries but. We can't do a lot else. Like th yeah. that night I'm taking, you know, I told like two ER residents, like your job is ultrasound, x-ray, like chest tube central lines, along yep. with a couple of our interns, like be gone, do that. And that's it. Yeah. And like those things, the simple things are crucial. And, you know, quick aside, like the stuff we forget, like who's going to clean up all that crap? Like how much garbage we leave in the back of an ambulance? Oh, yeah. after like it's one, huge, right? After one trauma. Yeah. After <laughs> yeah. four or five, right. like it's piles of shit. Yeah. And we had like two housekeepers on and they're just like rocking it, keeping that place clean. We really, forget about awesome. that stuff. Yeah. Like all the ancillary folks. Yeah, absolutely. Suddenly are just this huge choke point. If you forget them, I'm like hell with all the doctors, like the people <laughs> we need to keep it going is, is blood bank and nurse techs and housekeeping and all that other stuff. Yeah. It is uh, the blackly, I forget her name, Henrietta. but Henrietta and then Vicente. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that dude Vicente was there. Yeah. You know, I love that. He just retired. That dude. Was, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think yeah. he retired recently. Vicente would tell me the weather <laughs> every time I saw him. You know, like, it's like, it's oh, bump, it bumpy out there. Isn't it? I got something for you. It's um, kind of related. You ready for this? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. He, right? God rest his soul, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I've still got that from that. So, backstory we had this chaplain. Like, yep. He loved trauma. He oh, just loved man. it. Like, Big black guy, greatest human being in the world. He was. We would get a trauma, and they would hit the ambulance bay, and he would go in there, and he'd just yell, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. And one day, yeah. one day, I'm like, dog, I'm leaving in a couple months. I'm like, can you do this into my phone? I want this as my ringtone. Yeah. Yes. That's and so Dude, to this day, like, everyone at work, uh, that's that's their ringtone. Oh, yeah. oh, He's like, awesome. here we go, here we go, here we go. And, I'm, and you know, the funniest thing with him is one day, I actually picked up an ER shift. And uh, he's the guy that kept the security guard thinking that there's four of me. Cause I, so I worked at ER shift as a nurse. And then I went to the fire station. And then I came in, you know, running calls. And then the next day I was at, uh, uh, at air care. And uh, 
And then this security guard was just confused. And there's like, oh, yeah, he's, there's three of them. They look the same. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, for a while there, yeah, that security guard. But, you know, God rest his soul, man. He passed, you know. He had a, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had a tough one there, man. For He had a heart transplant. Yeah. He did, yeah. He did. Yep. And he just, you know, he, he just looked so, he, he didn't look like himself right before. Afterward? Yeah. Um, I mean, he did, he did really well for a while. Yeah, and then. Sick. And then he didn't. I, I, I wish we could all have that passion for the job. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, he's he, a good if you man. could bottle that, my God, you'd take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> good man. So, so Doc, what um, what kind of training did you have prior that helped you <laughs> with, you know, being able to, to uh, dictate what's going on? Yeah. So, you know, uh, to anyone who's listening and wants to go to PA school, med school, all of that, yeah. and thinks they can't do it, like, it's huge. You do it. Like, you know, so I was, I've been an EMT since 96, paramedic since 05. So I, I came into med school with experience. I was still working full time as a paramedic in a slower station all the way through yeah. med school. You know, the ability to just check your own pulse, like someone's coding, mm-hmm. a brand new med student's like, oh my God, what do I do? And I'm just standing there like, huh, yeah. all right, start CPR. Let's do <laughs> yeah. this thing. Right? Yeah, right. Like yeah. that, that normal comfort, day. The, the amount of med students that are terrified of talking to little old ladies is boggling and I still note that now right. uh, with the med students I teach and, and as EMTs paramedics we're just naturally used to that like we're not intimidated by engaging people or or hectic situations right and it really the academics not as much but but the back end of it that that comfort and chaos that comfort in dealing with humans yeah. is mm-hmm. huge and and that's where you really see the that background shine right and so for me like between the military background and, and just being a paramedic it's just so did that is that something is that something that they they are able to train residents that don't have any yeah I mean background by that point I, I've done four years in surgery and you know it, that year we were yeah. the busiest trauma center in in Florida right. even busier than Miami mm-hmm. like you get good at it but the learning curve is steeper if if you yeah. already come into it with at least the mentality and the level headedness you know it's huge right. But by the time you get to fourth year, which is what I was, I was finishing fourth, about to start my last year. I, everyone's on the same playing field. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. With some time and experience, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember I mean, when you got there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might want to edit this yeah. out. <laughs> no, so, no, it wasn't bad. Like, I remember when you got there and you were always so calm and you didn't act like, you know, the first year residents. I was like, yeah. what did you do before? Yeah. I yeah. remember. Like, oh, I was a medic. I was I, like, I was, oh. It stands out. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I timed it. I was 38 <laughs> minutes into my first day as a doctor and we got a, tra- a traumatic cardiac arrest showed up and the chief resident hands me a scalpel. He's like, guess you're doing a chest tube. I'm like, Okay. This is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. And, and that was my Orlando yeah. experience. So you know, and we talk about pulse, but I mean, God, two months oh, after Jesus. we had yeah. 11 people shot in the yep. pool hall. We had six people shot on a Saturday. Like what we forget is there's these mass cows almost every weekend in most yeah. metro setters in America. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the big ones, but ones that don't make the news yep. are just as overwhelming. Like I was calling him extra folks for that pool hall shooting. Um, yeah, uh, more people die in the day-to-day shootings than they do in the mass shootings. Yeah, right. And yep. Not to get too political about yeah, yeah. it, but it's we people forget that it. it's that daily grind of just in and out, like all this violence. Yeah. Did you hear like um, when that shooting was in Kentucky, 
the doc that got on the news and was like, we got to do something to change this. Like, we didn't really have to change I mean, operation. Like, we just handle it like we do yeah, every day. I, I don't know what else there really is at this point. Like, everyone has jumped up and down and done everything they could. And, <laughs> yeah, people are still getting shot. You know, uh, the, yeah. the night the, the night before, Paul, so yeah, the, uh, the singer lady got shot. That was a big, that was like big news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, it was American. It, it, it was, American. and it was in Orlando too, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. It was before. at the, um, the plaza, right? Yeah, the plaza. Yeah. 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 And, and we're like, wow, well, nothing's going to top that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll we teach you. Yeah. Famous last words. Yeah. So, you know, if we go back in time with you, 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 you were just talking about it. You were 17, you quit high school, joined yeah. the army. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a lot of dumb decisions in my life, you know, it. So you're 11 Bravo when you joined the army, or what was no? It I, I've been a medic throughout. Okay, yeah, I was cool. back then a 91 Bravo. And, wow, you know, I, I got my EMT in high school, and then it's like, well, I like this; it's a natural extension of it. Yep. So I did that in the army, enlisted, still in now as an officer. Um, just got back from deployment. Four, five, a bunch. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you, uh, so you, you're there in the army, and like, at what point do you go? Like, hey, I'm gonna go to medical school yeah so um i actually worked um where i was a full-time fireman uh in a bls system interesting i got my <laughs> paramedic because i really liked it uh, and I, I was a volunteer fire uh, volunteer paramedic in virginia beach virginia which is the largest mm -hmm. EMS, volunteer ems system in the country oh wow yeah um, that's right because i wasn't seeing a lot where i worked and so you're just getting your your butt handed to you 20 25 calls every 24 hours like it's a it's yeah. a grind probably like downtown orlando yeah yeah <laughs> and you know after a bit of it i'm like wow that's you know i like this but i'm running up against protocols there's stuff i want to do that i i'm kind of constrained by i'm like well what can i do so I got my associates while I was a fireman, then went and got my bachelor's, and then went to med school. All that with the goal of being a medical director. Wow. And so, <laughs> took a while, but here I am. Did you go to uh, med school? At? Uh, it's called Brody, um, Brody School of Medicine in East Carolina. So, oh, wow. in Greenville, North Carolina, about an hour yep. east of Raleigh. Yeah. Wow. Can't say enough good things about it. Huge hospital, small student load, like the pathology was incredible, wonderful staff. I, I, yeah, I love it to death. That's awesome. And then you go to residency. Your residency was or OMC right off the bat, or yeah, yeah. So yeah. residency, my, um, <laughs> my my mentor at ECU, um, he was actually good friends with the previous residency director. Um, oh, now I'm embarrassed. It's Mark something uh, before Cheatham. Yeah, it's uh, the vascular surgeon. Yeah. Um, great guy. Yeah. What the heck is it? Not and he goes like, I don't remember either. He's like Samsonite. <laughs> not close yeah. but he's like you gotta go to Orlando like you'll fit in there this is your place you love trauma and so I interviewed at a bunch of places put Orlando first and matched it yeah that's Man. awesome they had some terrible choices that year <laughs> <laughs> and there I went now you you flew as a medic at some point yeah you? yeah so I was I've been I've done ground I was a fire medic I was a flight medic I've done at least for a short period of time, just about everything there is. And then you, you took your FPC. So yep. Yeah, I've had my FPC since early 2000s. You know, you remember your number? That's a question we always <laughs> it, ask. It's sub 1,000. I yeah, know that. Yeah. It was in the hundreds. Yeah, because you, you've been writing questions for this thing yeah, yeah, ever so, since. Yeah, so I've been writing for the board now since 2008, I believe. 
and that horrific question. So if somebody's angry about questions, this no, is the question. No, no. Look, this. Yeah. Right now we have your email uh, scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Well, you know, <laughs> I think you it's, a... for what it's worth, it's important to talk about. If you notice, we went down to three choices instead three choices. of four. Three yeah. choices, yeah. Yeah, the amount of time we spend on these questions, like I spend an hour or two before I get a question ready, and then we discuss it for a fair amount of time. Like these are well-vetted questions. They're hard by design. Like no yeah. one wants oh, yeah. an easy yeah. test. Oh, yeah, yeah. But before it goes out the door, we all, you know, paramedics, physicians, all of us feel like it's a fair question. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a hard question. I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) That was one of the big, that was one of the big uh, things that people noticed was that you, you drop, usually you can knock one of them off. Okay. There's four. All right, cool. They're all usually right, but this one we can probably throw out. Now there's only three. So you're like, oh shit. Yeah, what, and, what? and they're yeah. and they're right. Yeah, like that, yeah. that's the best they're part I love right. about the shit. Like every choice had the right dose, the right medication is just may not be yeah. the right med for this patient. Yeah, so we've got in three. the right time or yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I can share this. So I'll, I'll 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 research and get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we may have to edit this. That's fine. We, yeah. we have three different types of questions we write, right? And basically, from how many. Yeah, how many logical leaps you have to get, right? Yep. With the hardest being, if this, then I would do that, and then I would do this. Yep. Like how, you know, and we want it to be this multi-level reasoning. Like a patient's not going to say, my SpO2 is 90, and I have yeah. COPD, what do yeah. I do? No, yeah. it's going to be, they present with this, <laughs> yeah. and you gave them this, and now it's this. What's your next plan? So we want to encourage that critical thinking throughout. Yeah. Right. Man, I'll tell you, like, so I do, you know, also we teach the class, and then we have the proctor come in, which is Dave Bump, you know. Who's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, which he's I, also one of the item writers. Yep. Yeah. Which I don't think Dave could pass the test. Like, I, tell him all the time. I said, listen, I mean, like you, yeah. I, I take the test every yeah. four years. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I, so Dave, I look at, I sit right in front of Dave every time I take it and I look at him every time I see the question, I'm like, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Dude, he is like, he was standing behind me. Thank God. Like Trish showed up and distracted him for a while, but like he's standing right behind me, like looking at the x-ray and he looked at me and he shook his head. He's like, <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, stop fucking with me, Dave. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> so the group that we just took it with, they all, you know, five minutes later, you could check. You know, oh yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you passed or failed. You know, so you know, I take it all the time. I mean, I didn't walk out of there like going like, oh shit, this is that. You know, so I didn't check. So I'm sitting there. You failed, uh, didn't you? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know better. Uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm talking about the questions with, the you know, one person passed. Out of the, we got seven. So seven? Seven of them? Took seven or eight. Yeah. And, he, you know, um, and we're going through questions and stuff. And they're like, do you pass, right? And I go, yeah, I'm positive I pass. They go, do you didn't check? So, I go, so now I'm checking in front of everybody to make sure. Yeah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. We put a lot of time into it. Yeah. You can tell, man. It's still the... Listen, I, I take all of the, the, the CFRN, all the nursing exams, and I'm like, I don't think I've taken the last two nursing exams sober. Like, I'm like, this is... It's <laughs> you so, don't need to. Yeah. The, the, but the FPC and the CCP, that, that, those exams are solid. It's a... It's a is a it's like you get through that you it's all practical yeah. application no recall yeah you know no recall there's they, they were serious when they said like two percent of the test is recall there was one recall yeah. question one question they go you know well <laughs> cellular respiration 
the three components of cellular respiration? That was the recall question, and I'm that, like, that, that was not mine. Yeah. I didn't write that. <laughs> I go, man, that's it. Uh, but there's good stuff in there, you know. Like it, it's definitely keep it up, you know. Yeah. I tell chiefs all the time when they hire us to come in, and I go, sir, I got a better sh- shot of giving you Navy SEALs than I do giving you FBCs. Because unless they put the work in, they ain't gonna, they're not going to get through yeah. the test. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go into it like, oh, it's just another another checkbox <laughs> and all that. And they're yep. sorely disappointed. Yep. I mean, they think it's a promotional test where you can cram shit into yeah. it. And it's like, man, this ain't the fire department no. test, brother. This is for everybody. Yeah, it's by design. You got to have yeah. the foundation, right? And I mean, you can't cram for that multi-level reasoning to be able to figure it out. Yep. Right? You can cram for recall. That's oh, easy, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can't cram for the rest. You know, it's, it's, uh, I remember, I, so I was the first person at Bayflight to get, take the test, which is a big deal for me not now that, you know, it's required to be, to work there. <laughs> but I remember every old asshole working there going, like, what'd you take that test for, man? You got the job already. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, so did I, but it's like, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, right? why not? You know, it, it's something to force you to study and get better, and it's something to challenge prove yourself. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I took the wilderness paramedic, uh, the WPC, uh, in Syria like a month and a half, two months ago. Oh, yeah? So, How yeah. was that? We've got some work to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, is, that, is that something that's available for everybody? Or you took it because you're it's available it. now. Yes, yeah, available um, now. Yeah, we just roll, just finished the beta testing. Uh, we've got, you know, the FPC, the CCP, they're very mature. Been exams. it for years. You know, we've, yeah. we've got hundreds of questions to choose from. The WPC is very new. And so we're, we're, we've just got to build that pool of questions. It's going to be a great test. It's not a bad one now. It's just not to the same level, I think, as the other tests. Now, did you, you do, did you do the proctor through with the proctor on the computer? I did, they, yeah. Isn't that like the most, <laughs> there's more nerve wracking getting cleared by that person to start Look, the test? I mean, I'm in Syria. I've got a bed, like yeah. all my stuff's piled in the corner. They're like, you've got to put sheets over this. Like, call me back when you're done. I'm oh, like, really? It's like everything needs to be out of harm's reach. I'm like, there's nothing out of harm's uh, what reach. Did I, what, I heard something. Yeah. I heard something in the background. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gunshot. Yeah. It's probably a mortar. That's a grenade that just went off. Like, everything is in harm's reach. Yeah. It, yeah. it took two tries for me oh, to get it, to get blessed off to actually take the test. Wow. Wow. The last proctor test I did like that it took me longer to get cleared by the person than I did to take the test. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was like, we're 40 minutes into this. Amanda's in the office. I'm like, don't yeah. come out of the goddamn office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, we're all living on top of each other. People yeah. are walking by yelling. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's just waiting sh- for them to shut get you back off. on yeah, and yell at you're me. You're done. Shut yeah. you off. This is so freaking crazy, man. But, you know, the fact we can do that now and I can do it in a deployed yeah. environment, yeah, it's a pain in the butt, but it's still huge to be able to do yeah, it. Like all absolutely. of the, um, we were co-located with Dustoff or Army Medivac yeah. folks and they were taking all, they were taking the FPC, the WPC, they were doing all that while they're there. Yeah. And to be able to do that when you've got the Pretty chance awesome. to study and everything else yeah. is huge. Yeah. So. You, you know, I remember like the days of Grand Pierce is the only dude that could bring the test to you. Like you would bring the paper. Pencil, oh, I mean, I, I went to AMTC yeah. and filled it out, you know, yeah. coloring in the bubbles one day. That's, <laughs> we've come a long way. And yeah. then you're sitting there waiting to see oh, yeah, you pass you wait like a week or so, yeah. a week, two weeks. Like, oh, my God. Well, my goodness, man. It's crazy. And you're having a for baby. Yeah. 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 I got a baby coming on Labor Day weekend. Man. These Hopefully. Are... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, girl. Girl, yep. Every day I'm a little bit more confident. We're, we're like 27 and a half weeks, and when you get older, you're just you're living on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, until you're like viability, and then you're like every day's a win. So, <laughs> actually, I'll pull up the picture I showed you. So, 
I'm a medical director for a number of um, different agencies, and we've right. got um, pre-hospital ultrasound. We've got the butterfly IQs in a bunch of places. And so, of course, I have one, and I torture my wife every, every second or yeah. third day. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, let's look at the baby. Oh, my God, are you doing again. this again? Yeah. So, is she ever, like, sleeping and then wakes up with you with the butterfly on her? Let's see. Uh, I don't know how uh, to do it, but this that's is... A, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add one later. Oh, like, perfect. I'll, if you send me a Yeah, perfect. I can and do. so this was with the butterfly. Like, everyone yeah. tells me, all oh, the pictures are crap and all this, like... I could see my child's face yeah. in 3D. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. if you can't get a good picture, practice more. <laughs> yes. I mean, at the end of the day, the technology is not the limiting factor. Right. No. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in a lot of these new technologies, ultrasound being primary amongst yeah. them. Like, yeah. I had one rule when I started being a medical director I do not want to see us on the news. Yes. And yes. So the first thing we did with ultrasound is we verified, you know, when we were going to pronounce someone, cardiac yeah. death, we verified with an ultrasound. We And we still do put an ultrasound on there. Heart's not moving. We're good. I, I do not want to be this case. Was it Ecuador, Bolivia yesterday? Oh, yeah. Or Michigan before that, Rhode Island yeah. before that? You know, yeah. Like, uh, we they, have the tools to be safe yes. about this. Yeah. This guy, yeah. That, you know, they clear water not case. too long ago from here, too. Yeah, yeah. The Clearwater case, and I can talk about this because there for a while there I was on hold and <laughs> talk about it. But uh, the uh, Clearwater, that was a mess. Yeah. So these, the the it's all over the news. So did you hear about this, baby? Mm -mm. So late, girl calls her dad's, you know, not breathing, and uh, get there and he's like agonal, but like agonal, like every like you know minute and a half. So the guys basically go, yeah, he's dead. You know, they didn't put him on EKG monitor. Oh, that's right. No, they didn't what? do anything. They, yeah. Nothing. They go, yeah, he's he's dead. So they call the cops like they normally do to come, you know, do the what they do, which we don't know. According to Rob out there, he doesn't even know what to do with the dead yeah, body. He's yeah. the worst cop in the world. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyways, this cop was a real cop, not Rob. We have a cop that we employ, by the way, there, Doc. And uh, so he basically... It's Ed Hall's son. Yeah. Okay. Ed Hall's kid. Yeah. So you know this guy. You're yes. not just like yeah. throwing yeah. shade on some random... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. He's a, he's a cop. I, yeah. I feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> so he um, ends up uh, looking at the guy and going like, oh, my God, this guy's still... There's a lot of breaths. breathing. I've heard a lot of breaths since I've been here. <laughs> so they call the uh, Clearwater crews to come back. And like, but another separate crew comes back, and this crew actually puts them on the monitor. The guy lived. Yeah, this was Whoa. like a year or two ago, right? No, it was, yeah, it's like a few months ago. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, not that yeah, long. Yeah, the guy lived. Like he, he went. Like he's home complaining about the fire department treatment. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Did he have no brain damage? Nothing. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a tough challenge. Like, what do you do with these patients? You've been working them 45 minutes. They still have good end title. Like, well, shit, you know, I, I struggle with that as a medical director. Like, when do you pull the plug on it? And this ultrasound adds one more Another data tool. point. Like, yeah, I mean, if the heart's not moving, I don't care what your C CO2 is. Like, this is at 45 minutes, non-survivable. So, and so, yeah. It's, so what's, e what, as a medical director, what do you think is easier for you? Is it easier for you to defend and called for backup. Some, yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up for that. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Somebody for doing something or not doing something. Well, you know, I, so I'm a trauma surgeon by training, yeah. right? So all of our errors are errors of commission. Yes. We never have errors of omission. Like that is the unforgivable sin. Yeah. In the and it's the same in the military. I was always taught, you know, but the battalion commander in Orlando, in the absence of orders attack like yeah. do something right like don't <laughs> yeah. just stand there yeah and 
I'll defend my medics no matter what. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we're a family. We can argue within, but it's a united front. Yeah. And I will always go to bat with whatever it is. But I'd prefer they do something and make the wrong decision than, than be do nothing or paralyzed by that end yeah. decision. And that's a, and that's a great uh, medical director to have <laughs> versus yeah. the other that makes you, you to too... Do nothing. Well, not, not necessarily that, but just makes you too scared to try to make a decision yeah. on something that, that you truthfully feel might be the best decision but you're too scared to do it because, oh, it, I can't deviate from the protocol. Well, it's all, all about creating the right environment. Uh, yep. And I came f- from the street, so I, I understand. I'd have worked for medical directors. They're very prescriptive, and they yell at you if you deviate. You know, And I remember how pissed I was about it, right? And so like, <laughs> do what you think is the right thing. Yeah. If you genuinely think it's the right thing, whether it is or not, we'll talk about it. We'll educate you, but you know, I'll, I'll go to bat for you. Yeah, yeah I, I just want you to make the right decision, you know, in what you think is the best for the patient. We'll figure it out afterwards. And you hope that the training and everything else supports that. I haven't been burned yet. Yeah, not going to work. But like you said, it's all about the training. So you uh, are following up, even if it's even if it's not a bad thing. You're, yeah, you're following up. You're you're seeing it. There uh, is he is he familiar with Husty? You remember Husty? Yeah, he, I don't know if he's uh, was yeah. around then. No, he no. was around. Husty was around. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if you know. He's he's a Seminole he's County a medical okay. director, and that dude, like, listen, I work for him now, <laughs> like part time. He will let you do like he's basically goes. So we have this <laughs> paramortem C-section protocol. Because that happens. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so that's the other. So There's quick, one extreme. Quick, quick rant, right? So <laughs> in the Army, we preach, like, get to the 80% solution, right? Like, yes. Figure out what to do for 80% of the problems or, yep. or solve the problem to 80%. Like, we spend so much time on the 0.1%, like the perimortem C-section. Yes. Like, yes. Like, it's really do cool that? and it's awesome. How about we get better CHF protocols to include <laughs> IV nitroglycerin? Yeah, yes. How about we do these yeah, things that focus yeah. on the bread and butter stuff? Yeah. So he basically goes, so I've asked him, I'm like, Doc, so, man, how, why are you so confident that we that we could do this? Like, you know, he goes, right here, if I'm staring at anybody here, everybody, everybody that's opened up a deer in the field, raise your hand. So like. Everybody. Twenty people. <laughs> I go, yeah. I'll shut the fuck up, sir. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. But he's a cool doc. He, but he is a. He'll defend the medic. Uh, um, and the, here's the other thing. I worked in Orlando for a lot of years, and I only ever saw the medical director. You fucked him up. Yep. And right. So, yeah. And, and, and that's my biggest complaint. We talked about it today, actually, with um. My old EMS director from the 1990s works at a university now, and he's studying this. Oh, what? That is crazy. I, Look, I don't know what's news. going on. Sure. There's breaking news, but I don't know anything about it. Oh, someone shot themselves in the parking lot or inside the hospital of, uh, of HCA. Of HCA. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, so as the officers were talking to him, he shot himself. That's crazy. <clears throat> okay. Back to it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. you know, yeah. so, so like the medical director paramedic relationship is by nature adversarial, right? You only get called in the boss's office when you fuck something up. Right. I hate that. It's absolutely maddening, right? Like we never talk about, Hey bud, get in here. You did great. You know, how do we share that knowledge? So you know what he does over there? That's amazing. Is where I'm getting at is yeah. like, 
I saw that man all that's you see him once every 30 days or so like he comes in you have to go to these uh, medical director meetings yeah um, and he everybody that, like and this is the thing that amazed me the, the first time I go there he's reading a report from everybody that's in the room so that means he looks at the roster like an hour before and pulls, pulls the fucking report for every person that's there and he reads through it he goes, let's read through this report. And it's, it could be a refusal. It could be anything. There's nothing wrong with what he's reading. Mm-hmm. He's just throwing the call out there and let's see what you do. And yeah. it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You see him. That man's got thousands of medics underneath his license that see him every 30 days yeah. or, or even more frequently. And that's the most amazing thing with it. And I go, you know, man, I never, you know, now I have some good medical doctors. Dr. Silvestri, God rest his soul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and uh, Dr. Rawls, who's a great man, you yeah. know. I've had a lot of good docs, but man, I never really saw them until like, man, you fucked some shit up. Well, I agree. My entire career, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I met the medical director once. He's like, "Congratulations, you're a medic in the yeah. in the city," and you never saw him again. At least you got that. You know, when I got hired in Orlando, Doctor Duplis was dead, so we had no doctor. <laughs> we had like an interim doctor. Nobody knew who he was. So you had a medic that would check you off, and he was like, "Good job." Yeah. That was it. I mean, it's. It's the standard. Like, yeah. the standard should be your present. Like, I have, you know, if I'm on night shift, I come at shift change. I have coffee with the guys. Like, the more you're around, the more you're approachable, yes. the more comfortable they're going to be. Like, most of my learning happens around the di- the kitchen table, the dining room table, mm-hmm. right? We're sitting yep. there like, hey, Doc, I had this weird one. What do you think about this? You know? Yep. Uh, we do a terrible <laughs> job. Like, if you don't love your guys and love hanging out at the firehouse, the EMS station, like, why are you doing it? Yeah, I don't get it, man. And it's it's a money for some people. I don't think y'all nobody's making bank as a no, as a medical yeah. director, no. except for the dude you talked about yeah. a little bit ago. That guy's that guy's robbing banks. I, I, one person we know. I, I don't yeah. know how that he dude does it. it, but you know. Yeah. I don't know. So I the way I do run review is, you know, I pick interesting cases, good, bad, and different. Yeah. I put the case out there, let whatever medic run it, narrate it, right? And we get to the, what do you, what would you do? People tell, kind of, I want to make it interactive. So what mm-hmm. would you guys ask? What questions? What would your interventions be? And then they say, all right, give me five things it could be, right? And so I want to encourage, and we should all be encouraging that differential. Like, oh, it, it's easy to just be like, oh, it's CHF and we're done, right? Like, yes, no, sir. give me more, get deeper. Right. And once we get the five, we do the grand reveal, who was right and all that. And so we go through every case that way. Me and Corey and, were just talking yeah, about that. There's we were talking a, about that earlier. Yeah, there's a conference, the uh, EMS Educator Conference coming up national. Yeah. And uh, they had that, that. We've lost that differential diagnosis. Yeah, uh, we're terrible totally. at it. Yeah. And so I've, I've made a whole graphic with like a, a, I stole it from, there's like the International High Five Society. I stole it from <laughs> them. I put a little caduceus on it and said, what could it be? And yeah. Um, we we are like and, and I I hold them accountable like every report yep. like give me at least three things it could be yep. I don't want it to just be it was this you know without putting thought into it like yeah. we're paid for our brains we're not yeah. paid for our skills now mm-hmm. do, do your system uh, link up with the hospital so that they can get the outcomes automatically we're or? we're linking on that okay. right now I'm I'm the link gotcha like I, I give them the follow up if they have questions or any any follow up they want I just hunt it down yeah we we recently started. Uh, using the ESO. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are starting to use that. And the, you know, as the hospitals come online with it, we're, it's automatic. It's right there. And it it's is. pretty cool to, to yeah. be like, you, okay, we thought, I thought it was this. And then to be able to look through it and say, oh, well, I was You know what's close. funny is, is when you look at all these report writing systems, it's really, 
the same system, just with a different name on it, yeah. which, oh, yeah. which is Golden Hour. They got sold years ago. You know, you remember, if you flew in the early 2000s, you knew what Golden Hour was. We were EMS charged. EMS I don't know if they're still, still around. That's what we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. EMS charged. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other big one. Yep. I, I'd appeal to the docs out there, but if they're listening to this, they're probably already ahead of the curve. But, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, I, I mean... People want that follow-up. Like, I get a bad trauma. I'm texting the medics, even if they're not in my county, or following up the next morning. Like, right. this is what they had. Like, you don't get better without that follow-up. Find yeah. out what it is. Exactly. You you know, it's like, um, I just think that the, the medical director should be a paramedic. At some point, they should have been a paramedic. And if they're not, they need to... They need to feel what that feels like. And it's just like you're getting a lot of these doctors. It's just a way for them to get an attending job somewhere or something like that. Make some extra money on the yeah. side. <laughs> and they don't have a clue of what it is to be in the back of an ambulance to make decisions yeah. and, you know, to side feel the, the road, to feel in, in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 All the yeah. uncontrolled environments. Yeah. I mean, that operational piece is huge. Like when yeah. I roll out a new medication, a new intervention, like it's a conversation. Like, can we afford it? How is this going to, how is this going to work in the back of an ambulance? Like yeah. heads up CPR, right? We saw the presentation today. It's coming. Um, it's going to be the standard of care in a couple of years. If this right. research is, is oh, just you know, impactful as it is. Yeah. How do we operationalize that? <laughs> uh, I see in your report here you worked cardiac arrest, but it took you 10 minutes to start <laughs> compressions. Why is that? Well, uh, if you read in my report here, it says that we were in a single wide trailer in a horror house. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. We had, it was a very small path before, yeah. and they were stuck behind the toilet. toilet. <laughs> yeah, but, you know? but they stop at that number. Like, we yeah. didn't meet the metric. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, they start raging on it. Exactly. Like, guys, there, there's, there's other circumstances. So yep. there is um, there is a good today. So. Uh, I, we meet with Bill, and Bill just came. Um, so these gentlemen were buying the school from. Yeah, and we meet with him. He's a chief, local chief here. So they had their local chief meeting today with all the medical directors for the area, and um, they came out of that meeting really upset. He, he was upset, man. So there's a uh, uh, we're not gonna mention him because you you know you don't want people feeling bad about it. So but it, the place locally that their medical director took all their advanced airway stuff off bunch of different ALS drugs off and like just uh, um, protocols written for the lowest common denominator, that doctor's words, not mine. <clears throat> and um, basically it's, we're being successful right now. Because, yeah. well, I'm like, it's, it's the same thing as, places. <laughs> you know, I wrote the best, there was a, a $200 prize at the city of Orlando for the whole city for the person that wrote the best safety slogan. And I wrote this thing and I pictured it. Nobody, nobody moves, nobody gets hurt. That's my safety slogan. <laughs> I mean, and that's I, what this doctor's doing. Yeah, it can be interpreted a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah, I'm like, listen, man, like you can't dumb down the system for the dumbest dude do you have. No, you got to bring those folks up or yeah. you have culture change through attrition. Yeah. You know how you lose, like I would say, the police are, uh, I make fun of them a lot because of Rob, but. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But they do a lot of things that are smart to create growth in their in their environment and their stuff and just by you know what sometimes you miss calls because we don't have enough officers yeah mm -hmm. right so they can't go to that call because we don't have enough people you know if we're always just trying to do the best we can with what we got well we're never going to fucking grow man we're never going to grow yeah you know like we have to we have to be uncomfortable and show the need you need <laughs> you need paramedics yeah 
people want to be challenged. I, yeah. And I, I struggled with this when I first started. You have people that are in a stagnant system. Their, their protocols are greater than 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The outcomes are crappy because <laughs> they're, they're lazy because of their protocols. They're not motivated. They don't want to get better. Yeah. Like, it's amazing if you just start challenging people and just raising that bar, how soon they'll start chasing that bar and exceeding it. Now, you, um, Seattle, Washington area is like the one of the birthplaces of EMS, right? So it's like one it of those, is, yeah. you know, the, the Medic One system is, you know, still around and it's still one of those things that people are pretty proud of. But is it is it progressive or is it? You're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it still stagnant, resting on their laurels? You can be honest. You know, here's the thing. Like, you know, we did a disclaimer before. <laughs> so it's not the opinion I, I mean, of so anybody. The system I <laughs> came oh, from yeah. you know, w- w- was very liberal. You didn't have to call for anything. If yeah. it's in the protocols, you just did it, right? They trusted your judgment. If it was outside of it, you'd, you'd call or mm-hmm. you'd say it once you get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seattle Metro is interesting because it has every variation you've ever seen. You've got tiered response, double medic units. BLS units, you've got single medic units that are the sole response and everything in between private and public, third party, fire run. If you can think of an EMS model, it's, it is somewhere in Washington state. Um, and it's the same for medical control. There are some places that are very permissive, and then there are some where you have to call for everything. It's, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's Johnny and Roy Redux. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to name which systems are which, but it's, <laughs> but it's interesting seeing how. Some systems have not continued to progress. Yeah. What I feel is commensurate with, with the paramedics' knowledge level. Like, they shouldn't be calling for these things. Like, the medics are good. Empower them to do that. Yeah, um, it was like state-of-the-art in the 70s. Not today. Yes. I didn't say that. But, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, and again, there's, yeah. there's a but spectrum. But he also didn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a spectrum is, is what yeah. I'm going to say. There's some places, again, like I... My paramedics can initiate IV nitro drips for CHF and chest pain. They can do thrombolytics. They can do all these things before they call me because I don't want them to waste time Precious on time-critical time. things, mm-hmm. right? They call me after, like, this is what I did. I'm like, sounds great. Appreciate Perfect. the call, right? But I don't want them to spend the time trying to call me when they should be doing things that are actually taking care of the patients. Yeah. But not every system is like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we litigate, we help litigate a lot of cases here. So we do a lot of case reviews and stuff. And I hate the reports where the medic, the medic is mentioned in the lawsuit. You know, they're, they're the ones that are being, you know, I'm like, there's no way. And then you read them. Most have no merit. Yeah. There's no gross negligence. It's like that guy didn't wake up to go mess you up. You know what I'm saying? That guy came to work <laughs> to try to do the best he could. And yeah, and that's so important, yeah. right? Like you you just can't assume malice. Like everyone yeah. wants to do the right thing. Yeah. And you just as a medical director, you have to trust your paramedics as I do that they wake up wanting to do the right thing and on every call they're doing the right thing. And if they don't, then it's on me to train them to do the right thing going yeah. forward. What is the mental health over there? How are, how are the medics holding up after the COVID and all that stuff? And, you know, it's just rainy as hell over there where you at anyways all the time, too. So it's sad. You're sad. Yeah. I, I mean, it's no different than everywhere else. We're tired. Everyone's yeah. tired. We can't fill our positions. We've got, we've got staffing issues. And so in my county, there's two, you know, two different thought processes. Some of them do a lot of mandatories to keep the units on the streets. And another agency says, no, we're taking care. 
we're going to dr- drop units rather than mandatory people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say take care of their people because I, I think both departments want to do the best take they care can. of their people. Yeah. And yeah. they both come to it with the best intentions. It's just two different approaches. Um, but we're no different. You know, I, I've got a, a, a cabin on the other side of Washington. Rural Washington, we can't, we can't hire EMTs with a gun to our head. We have got my volunteer, my combination department, we've got a paid staff with volunteer back, uh, backup. We've got six people. We are the largest, wow. ca- the largest district and the largest county in the state. We can't fill our full-time positions. We can't fill our part-time positions. It's, everyone's struggling, but I think wow. what we forget is like rural is even harder. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Because middle of nowhere can't afford to pay the same that Metro Seattle does. You know, it's, it's yeah. literally half the pay of driving two hours over the mountains. Yeah, for, for, your, for your job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we have a lot of people that live on the east side where it's cheap to live, cost of living is affordable. They drive over the mountains, go work in Seattle for a day or two, come back over the mountains again. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're no different. We're, we're in just as bad a state. I think the people that are left, I mean, somewhat through a self-selective process, are, are well-adjusted and still love their jobs and want to be in it. Yeah. Um, or they... <laughs> The nihilist in me says, or they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. the people that are still here are in good shape, but we're tired collectively. We need more staffing. We need more schools. You know, in Washington, we've got four, four paramedic schools for the wow. state. What? We've got Whoa. Seattle Medic One, which does, and they all do a great job. I'm not saying yeah. they don't. Seattle Medic One, Tacoma, Bellingham, and Ellensburg. Um, four? And we put out maybe between the whole, between all of them, maybe a hundred medics a year. Wow. Yeah. And so we're, yeah, we're pushing for more schools, but <laughs> but in King County, Seattle, you have to train at their school. You could be a medic with twenty years experience. You have to go through their school to work in that county. So you go through a whole year in paramedic school to work there. Correct. Wow. But I mean, they can fill their positions, but you know. The rest of us, you know, we're, we're struggling. We we need, and I'm not convinced if we even had the schools, we'd have the students right now. Yeah, I don't think the, you know, it seems like there is a, a misconception. There ain't a lot of people going to school to begin no. with. And that's no. just it. We can, we can have all these open spots. We can do all the things we want. That doesn't mean people are suddenly going to want to do public service. It's no different with fire. It's no different with law enforcement. Like, my God, I remember when I applied to be a fireman. You know, hundreds of people for like two oh, or yeah. three jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, you can walk on. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you, can you breathe? Yes. All right. Welcome. <laughs> Congratulations. You're, you're a firefighter <laughs> yeah. in Seattle. I mean, it's, the list is so much shorter than it used to be. It, you know, it's funny you say that because it, it's coming from this conference this week. Like, every place is like, manpower shortage this and that and then it's like i'm like man where where did the people go you know like it's like the COVID took spam toilet paper and people for jobs i mean it's no different in <laughs> yeah. on the hospital side of things right yeah, yeah. people no either health, really anywhere yeah but there are a lot of other places that don't that can't staff places either it's like it's, a lot it's of the bars, restaurants it's restaurants it's, yeah, yeah. Like they're like, yeah, I'm just not gonna do that. I don't know how they. I don't know how the people that used to have those jobs 
Survive. Everyone's Survive. an influencer in Bali finding themselves. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. understand it. Living in a band. Yeah. yeah. Living in a band. I'm working on this blog, so I'm going to be in this van for a while. And, and, you know, I wish all these people that moved out to rural America and left the cities to go work remotely and all that would, would volunteer in their community. And, yeah. You know, fire or EMS or something like that would be in a lot better shape. Grab a bucket. I yeah. didn't need yeah. a volunteer uh, firefighter not too long ago. I was like, really? Like, that's still a thing? It's, it is still <laughs> a thing, yeah. Outside of Florida, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. She didn't. It wasn't Florida. You know, it's funny. Tr- uh, you know, Trisha's parents were volunteer firefighters all over the United States at, at some point. It's Only tr- in Kentucky. Well, no, there was another spot. Oh. Where they were, you know, we're agreed right. to disagree. Okay. I know. It is funny that your dad doesn't they tell you. They better. Yeah. Clearly. They tell me a lot of stories. They don't tell I me. I know. I'm I'm very well aware. I've learned you, a lot of things. So her dad was an actual U.S. Marshal. <laughs> nice. Like in middle, like in a town in Michigan that has one judge. And, and, and he, one marshal. And one marshal. <laughs> and, and like his highlight of his marshal time <laughs> was some uh, squatter. Like it was a dude living in somebody's, uh, you know, summer home in Michigan. That was it. <laughs> I'm waiting for like the climax of the story where like so then I pull my gun out, he's like, Nope. Well he's a nice guy, he left. You know, don't believe. <laughs> I mean there there's still uh, Texas Rangers. Oh yeah. yeah I know. A couple hundred yeah. of them and not many, but that is uh, you know, but man, it's just crazy. It how the hell did you end up over there though, anyways, in, in Washington? <laughs> so it's like, it's yeah. like So I was at Fort Lewis yeah. when I was in the army out there. Okay. Um and we were busy, didn't get a lot to get, didn't get a chance to do a lot yeah. of the things I wanted to do. And so it's one of the places I really want to end up back out there. You know, I love the mountains. I do, I do a lot of mountaineering, a lot in the glaciers and climbing and all that. And this yeah. was a chance to do all that. And so I've actually been over there in Fort, at Fort Lewis. One of my friends, her husband was stationed there and I went to visit. Nice. I love it. It's a beautiful post. It's um, beautiful. I, I couldn't be happier. You know, a lot of opportunities I wouldn't get elsewhere you know i i do mountain search and rescue helicopter based stuff yep. I'm, I'm on the swat mm-hmm. team we work with dea fbi all these other things so yeah i kind of just carved out a niche and yeah you're out there doing, doing the thing yeah and then you're the medical director for a tiny company out of orlando that's getting some <laughs> ass everywhere <laughs> that thing too yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny like jason's video there was at the uh, at the conference people like one video has got like, you know, this cadaver lab and, you know, then there's an air medical video <laughs> and then, you know, Jason swimming in a river, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's great. What do you guys do? Well, yeah, yes. everything, <laughs> all the so, things. Yes. So, I, so this is the first time I've tried to actually put like props out. So, you know, get people's attention <laughs> yeah. and 90% of them come over and go like, how much is the helmet? Like, uh, oh no! Are you no, guys giving this away? Yeah, no, well, no, they they were gonna buy it. They were ready to buy it. You know, like, like, no, no, no that's that's the Nar booth. It's yeah, the next aisle over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is but funny. It yeah, I love the fact you put the props. I was waiting for you to say that because I'm like, <laughs> people gonna think you're selling some shit. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. It, I mean, one dude wanted the knife from the vest. Oh, I bet he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe you're onto yeah. something here, right? I, hey, that's what I said. Next time, we'll we'll put we'll do like a raffle or something you know you got to put in your information man we ain't selling no vests you know how hard it not is not sell it things? no 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 
It's a raffle. <laughs> we're not going to sell it. Raffle the vest. We're not going to actually give it away either. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. How about they we don't raffle know. a picture of you? What like, they don't know. <laughs> like you on a bearskin rug. You didn't win. Looking like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yes. like, you know, just the, uh, you know, pose oh, on yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, um, conference, I thought was good. You know. Yeah. We did pretty good. Like, actually, we closed a big-ass deal that I can't tell anybody about because the contract right now but <laughs> i'm about to throw a midget that was that good <laughs> where are you gonna find the midget uh, we found them yeah okay yeah yeah no, uh, enough money enough yeah. money you find yeah. them and for my governor out there uh we know that is illegal here in the state of florida <sighs> throwing midgets is illegal in florida yeah we'll have to go off the you coast you can't for that do this one. yet i so, think he's focused on other things yeah so it'll be uh international waters <laughs> <It's a little laughs> right yeah. so you cannot prosecute me we'll throwing be somebody. like magicians we'll distract them yeah something else yeah so you talk about the surgical or the cadaver lab what yeah. do you do as far as so, cadaver skills so basically we we took the, all the skills they like um are in that scope of practice for the the you know flight paramedic flight nurse that advanced yeah. like physician level protocols and we looked at the things they're like, man, you you can't simulate this. So some of those things are like even down to like the uh, special operator protocols were like that traumatic amputation yeah. for like the USAR medics and stuff like that. So we figured out that we buy a bust of a human body, which, by the way, getting a license to do it. It's tough. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they gave me one of those. Uh, not gave me. I had to buy the shit out of it. But it, it's uh, they gave me one. But um, so escarotomies. It's okay. A big one. Yeah. Uh, tons and tons of airways. And I say, uh, what do you think, Corey? Like every student's intubating that a handful of times. Yeah. So yeah. we if try to more. limit at thirty people in that 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 tissue, and we don't reuse it. So when we're yeah. done with that class, we are done with it. Like we use it. Um, and we've gone and we've started to go even further now. Trish has been able to open the chest. And she gets the heart out. She dissects the heart. We look at the lungs. Like there's a lot that goes into it because we don't want to. We don't want to waste that person's gift. No, for you sure. Know? Yeah. yeah. So it's we it's look really at like cool. the esophagus and all the things. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's really so, cool. But uh, you know, finger thoracotomies, chest tubes. Um, about the only thing we're really limited on is uh, pericardiolysis because it's just so frozen. You know, well, and, and if you we can't do you can't do ultrasounds can't because ultrasound they drain it. all of the fluid out. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, just my personal opinion on pericardiocentesis is it, <laughs> it has limited utility. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I have opened up a lot of tamponades in my life. I have yet to see one where the blood gushes everywhere. You know what I find? Jello. Yeah. You know, that, that blood it's is clotted. clotted yeah. And like, putting a needle in there yeah. and, and trying to get, anything. yeah, it, it's just not going to work. Like, yeah. You should be focused on other things, which ideally would be whole blood. Resuscitation, yeah. all the other there things. There you go. Yeah. That eighty percent that you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know where that feel, volume question came out of on the on the test right yeah. there. <laughs> it, it, it probably did. I mean, I increased preload. You know, it, it's in our ground paramedic protocol in Washington yeah. State. I I don't do it. Most of us don't because it's such a uh, a low frequency, high consequence task. Yes, sir. And, are you really going to know in the heat of the moment if it's tamponade versus pneumothorax? Probably not. No. I'd rather you do dual finger thoracostomies, get resuscitation going, all that before you start blindly stabbing a needle at the yeah. heart. Yeah, right. Just my two cents. Yeah, no, no. And the, your two cents <laughs> is worth a lot because yeah, this absolutely. is what we try to tell people. You know, when yeah. in class, there's a, there's things you're going to see in here that we're gonna we're gonna go over because it's on this list. Yeah. But 
we're not necessarily is not necessarily why you should, the best approach. And and I think we do a good job going. Before we got here, we did this, 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 and this, and now we're doing this. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the thing that I found the the on this last test that the landmarks for Escarotomies was on there. Interesting. Yeah, and, and I go and I was like, it's one of those things I told Corey. I'm like, dude, there's four. I'm looking at four different books, good books, four different landmarks for Escarotomies. It's oh. it's not that it's, it's I don't know what the the test answer. Yeah. Is. It's like <laughs> anterior axillary yeah. line. Right across the bottom of the ribs. That's the listen. And you're we, done. Yes, yeah. that's one. There's three other ones. <laughs> <up there. laughs> Again, we we make this stuff so hard. Like, just think conceptually. What are you trying to do? You're yeah. trying to free up this plate so the lungs can expand. Right. Yep. How do you do that here and here? Yeah, and, and you know we. That's I, it. I I I would have felt better. It's the first escarotomy question I have seen, in the things my eighth or whatever time you go taking different tests right so i go man that is a good one because i'm gonna tell you this i think if you were to describe the circumferential chest burns or the third degree i think that would have been a better question i think like when to do it if you're going to do it do you know what i'm saying this is when you're going to do it and that wasn't i've never seen that I kind of want to get my computer and see if I wrote that question. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, it, you know, it could be one of those questions that we never see again. You know, there's yeah. there's there's some questions on there that that are just there to see if they're valid questions. Yeah, I don't know, but so you know, well, back to the cadaver though. Like uh, initially, we would simulate a lot of different things, and then we're like, this needs to be more real. And uh, <laughs> Trish could tell you because he's part of the thing. Like we got told no a lot. <laughs> Um, and it was just by chance, you know, we're sitting at a, we, we had a booth at AMTC mm -hmm. and I, I already given up on the cadaver thing. And this lady came up and she goes, what do you do? So we're doing this training and you know, it's what we do. And, and she goes, you know, um, we have a cadaver lab going. I go, listen, ma'am, I don't want to talk to you about your cadaver lab. I don't want to fucking go through, but I think we can give you some, you can apply to get tissue and it'll help you. And, and I go, what? So y'all can tell me no. That lady was so confident that I was going to get approved that she got us to do the paperwork that day. That afternoon, they approved us. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. We I, ordered one that day. Yeah, I'm like, can nice. I bring it home with me on the plane? <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. You know, and she's like, no, but we'll get you one. <laughs> the best part is the first cadaver we ever used, Josh has to go pick it up. And Josh is like, I'm preparing him for all the things. You know, like, hey, man, they're going to give, you know. And he goes, dude, there's a guy named Enrique in the back of a building they gave me this body and i'm like did you go to the right place you know what i mean it was like it's that crazy and now like they send it by mail so like now oh, yeah just you can't pick it up anymore wait yeah. what yeah, yeah it gets yeah, mailed they, to your house it ships to you <laughs> not to the house with the, the office house. yeah they mail it and they, the dude shows up in a van like yeah. with like a dhs van you know like yeah, yeah. And he's like <laughs> hey i got this body-sized box for you <laughs> yeah. yeah no idea it's no idea. So I'm pretty fun. sure yeah. he does. Oh, it says human tissue all over it. I mean, I'm sure it says. You know, it's wild. They they put. I probably shouldn't say this, but narcotics just go through the mail. Oh they yeah, they go through like UPS yeah. and FedEx. So what? Oh yeah. We oh, had, and I'm not going to say which shipping company, but we had <laughs> a box of fentanyl Dilaudid just disappear. Wow. Oh. And like in our town, like it was out for delivery. It never showed up. Yeah. Like just a box of narcs. Yeah, we know some people that live out oh. by you. Yeah, there's just 
it's amazing that there is like no positive control on that. But yet we have to inventory it every day. But for yeah. weeks, it's lost in the supply chain. Right. Like wow. these, these folks aren't dumb. Like you're. Huh, there's this thing with, and I can hear clinking of glass yeah. vials going to an, going to an EMS yeah. station. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. What could that be? Yeah, we'll go ahead and take this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you ever had a uh, blood show up in a taxi? Like, <laughs> so when I was at Bay Flight, I was at Bay Flight, you would order blood, you know, like, so you, so, uh, you would use your blood. You didn't get it replaced. You just went back to the base and you would call the blood bank and go, hey, use my blood. And if it's daytime, you get the courier that comes in. But if it was night and, and uh, it shows up in a taxi, and this dude, uh, it's a dude just by the, itself. Yeah, just there's the nobody blood. there. Just the well, blood. The taxi yeah. driver. Yeah, the taxi well, driver yeah, goes <laughs> with, a cooler, with a cooler in the back. Here you well, go. I mean, it's a box with ice. Yeah. Like really. Yeah. You know, wow. Kidneys fly checked bag. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. You know, you could be flying really? Delta, and underneath there's a couple of kidneys. Yeah. It's just in a box that says live organs yeah. because you've got up to 48 hours with right. kidneys, so they'll just throw it on the commercial flight. And wow. wow. So yeah, so crazy. they'll be like a guy yeah. in a scrub, air baggage plane. They do have like, couriers around the clock yeah. now, though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I'm sitting there this, the, at the County of Lakes the other day, and all of a sudden there's a tax, there's an Uber guy ringing the, the beep, 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 beep. hey, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a box of blood. I go, this is the greatest thing. I said, I'm taking a picture of this. Hold on. And you get five stars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. the best exactly. Uber driver in the world. Yeah. You know, man, it's amazing. Like, like we do some cool shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when you do, when you say in the helicopter, he's just getting blood delivered by Uber. <laughs> I'm like, I should have had you pick up a shake. Wait, says in three minutes I can add to this order. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dot Uber. Uh, can you remember what your like weirdest, strangest paramedic call you ever ran back in the day? Oh, <sighs> I can remember my. Strangest one at Orlando is a, a surgery resident. Um, well, let's hear it. Well, so it, it was this guy. Um, he was dealing cocaine. And he had out firework. Of, what's that? He had fireworks, right? No, he, he was dealing cocaine out of his prosthetic leg. <laughs> and he, had, place. he got in a fight with his girlfriend's boyfriend. <laughs> and got beaten into a coma with his prosthetic leg. The, oh. Like the boyfriend oh. snatched the yeah. leg, cocaine flying everywhere, beat him with his prosthetic leg. The boyfriend <laughs> was the victim's girlfriend's son. So like Wait, I had to what? draw this out to understand. It's basically yeah. a square. Yeah, it's a square. <laughs> and so like, I go in the trauma bay and there's this leg in a paper bag. So all of our evidence goes in paper bags so it doesn't stick. You get fingerprints and all that. And I'm yeah. like, why is this in there? Like it's evidence. I'm, what? Yeah, he's, he's beaten into a coma. And when I worked in South Africa, similarly, we had a guy who was beaten into a coma with a rhinoceros penis. So. Oh, <laughs> damn. So, now I mean, that's a similar, but Yeah, I, I would start it with that one. <laughs> so there's something called shambox there. And I say rhinoceros is probably cattle, but basically... <laughs> You, you take Shambot. these penises, you, you tie a, um, not ShamWow, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> you tie a brick to the end of it and basically hang it out there and it dries. And oh, it's, it's flexible. You use it if you're herding what? cattle, like you use it to whack the back of the cattle. Oh, wow. And it's got some flex to it so you, like, you don't hurt the cattle and all that. But it's, but it's strong enough to beat wow. somebody's ass. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like a dried rhino or cattle or 
I don't know. Jason, put me Whatever down else. for two of those. Okay. Yeah. All right. I wonder if a hippo. I wonder if you could use hippos. <laughs> I wouldn't get close enough to a hippo to yeah. find out. Oh, I know. Yeah. They're dangerous. Are the, they're the most dangerous animal in Africa. Mm. That's so, right. You know, we call Jason the hippo. Everybody thinks that we're like fat shaming him. And like, he's just a <laughs> glorious animal in the water. <laughs> it's magical when you see him do that. But he usually plays like the... Uh, the victim, you know, when we're doing like, you know, the rescue from oh, yeah, class and stuff. <laughs> and he can, and he can, <laughs> first of all, he can tread water forever. <laughs> he, and like, you can't sink him. And he, and he's sitting out there and he's like, help. And then people get in there and like, he just fucks him up. Like, yeah. Yeah. magical. And then he swims away like a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, greatest freaking thing there. You know, uh, the, you may not remember this, but I remember like the first time I ever met you was oh, uh, pulling an apple out of a dude's, you know, oh. rear end. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, I, uh, I may have that apple on pay, in, on film. Now, is he the no. doc that took a bite out of it? <laughs> that, yeah. that was a different one. Okay. At, at this point, I, I, have, I have pulled so many things out of so many holes. Wrecked them. Damn near killed yeah. I, Strangest thing you've ever pulled on anybody's ass? Um, so 2021. I think 2021. <laughs> there we are. He knows the down to the date. Oh, there well, we are. There's context, right? This yeah. was like a month after Donald Trump said, you drink bleach, it'll kill, kill COVID, all this. <laughs> this, this guy <laughs> takes a bottle of hand sanitizer. Oh, no. And right in goes. there. Yeah. That, Bottle and all. That was one of the hardest things I've had to get out. Like, man, slippery wow. as fuck. Oh, that took. <laughs> we ended up having to go to the OR for it. You know, oh. I've taken out a lot of dildos. Yeah. The last one I had to go to the OR for. They actually got a you know surgery, cut a hole in the colon, and pull it out that way. But oh I wow. Mean, I, I I'm floored at how big dildos can be now. Yeah. Like I'm I'm surprised at how well they can go in. Regardless. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus I, I mean, Christ. You've got to work up to it. There's something called the rhinoceros dildo. Yeah. No, no, the walrus. I'm the sorry, walrus. the walrus dildo. Yeah, I mean, I, you I, know, I pulled out ones that are like this big and just like, yeah. how? How? How did you get that in yeah. there? Hey, well, but, but it's not there my job I to was. Judge. Yeah. Usually, you know, there I was. I'm just there to get it out. And you know, so we had a scrub nurse one time. She's brand new. and. So we take one out. She's like, well, what do I do with them? Like, you clean it up and give it back to them. <laughs> and she's like, no. And like everyone oh, like, totally quickly keyed in on it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And so in, in the post-operative area, it's like, here's, here's this back. Right. <laughs> the guy's like, I don't want this. <laughs> well, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't come with me. It's not my bag. It's not, not my bag, man. You know, it's funny though. I, I do remember that apple like it was yesterday. Like I, like, I'm like, I remember bringing the guy in, and I'm going, "We're staying till that guy pulls." <laughs> and I remember going to you. You got to go to the yeah. operating room. Me and this big guy are going with you, just so you know. <laughs> Rescue one out of service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Manny decon delay. Manny's sitting there eating a sandwich. I'm like, finish that sandwich. We got to go to the OR. You can't take the sandwich with you. Like, it, it, it's nice now with ketamine. You know, well, yeah. amongst other things, you can sedate them and get a lot of it done in the ER. Yeah, used to need general anesthesia. Yeah, so, but I mean. It's amazing how much of your arm you can get up there if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, the last, my last day at ORMC being full-time. Um, there was a lady that came in, and like after she walked in, you could kind of hear the vibration. 
and we sent her back. <laughs> we sent her back for a surgical consult, and she found out she was going to have surgery. She's like, fuck that, and she left. And I was like, oh. I wonder what happened. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I've... <laughs> I've pulled guns out of out of vaginas before at ORMC before. Wow! Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Were they loaded? <laughs> oh Probably. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, sure they were. Cocked, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, it was cocked and loaded. <laughs> it, it was like a you know the over under Dillinger. It's got like the two barrels and all yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. Crazy. I pull it out. Security's like losing their mind. Like we don't know how to you know clear that. I'm like, oh god, it's fine here. Yeah. And we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's only two shots. Just yeah. pop them off out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was a 25 pop. caliber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, there's an old dude we brought in. Like, uh, I didn't bring him in, but like, I'm sitting there writing a report, and they're bringing this old guy in, like, uh, old man that fell, bloody head, with a diaper. He's got a diaper, and he, all he keeps doing is trying to reach in his diaper. And, uh, and the sur- uh, Dr. Smith cuts his diaper off and there's a fucking hand cannon sitting in there oh my god i mean (laughs) this old man that's what he was trying to reach for the whole time like he's trying to reach for not to sling poo at you but put a couple (laughs) so i mean it is it is a good point like do your physical exams yeah yeah. like all of these things should have been caught yeah field i mean i remember we had that um got three or four people shot at the florida mall um, we throw one guy in trauma one. We got two other sick folks. And yeah. We put them in like four and five. All of a sudden, the dude in trauma one codes, right? What in the hell? Right? He was shot through and through the wrist. What no one picked up on is when the shooting started, he did this. Oh, and if you looked oh, man. right here, he had a hole right through his heart. Oh, there it is. And so he lived for like five, ten minutes, ignored. Yeah. And yeah, wow. dead right wow. there. Like, dead. So, I mean, all this stuff, like, you gotta put Save your hands. yourself. Like, there's nothing that says, you know, this guy. Yeah. He could have been demented. He could be agitated. He pulls that out and he shoots you in the back of the bus. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying like dig in the diapers, but by the same <laughs> yeah. time, like, yeah. we should be doing pat downs. Having said that, I work with SWAT and they're law enforcement officers on a regular basis that miss things too. Oh, we can yeah. all sure. do better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we do this thing in class called the bird box, and, and it's like everybody's uh, one of those things that they love doing. But if we take their sight away, and then we put a dollar and change on them, and their whole thing is to find, you know, their all the ex- change, all the change, palpating it, you know, just because a lot of times you try to assess with your eyes. Reality is, you need to be feeling this shit, yeah. you know, and seeing what's in there, and stuff like that, you know. So, insane though, like uh, I, we got like all the stuff that you missed, like that same type of call you were just describing. I remember the dude that came in with the best sling I've ever seen any paramedic put on a shot arm but then right through the chest yeah oh you know crazy anyways jason's probably ready to kick us off uh i can I yeah can. he's good so i do have one more question i have uh, a scenario for you oh so there you, go. You, you 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 hear there's trauma alert coming. start cpr okay no i'm kidding not not to that point yet don't, don't after you started cpr don't do cpr in trauma <laughs> do not do cpr in trauma okay. <laughs> So uh, there you are in the in the ER, and they have a trauma alert coming in. They, they come in, and you, they're you're told that the person was uh, holding a firework against his Time. chest. Time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, Stop. Jason. Just, look, just we're litigating this case right now. You can't bring this up. Let him answer. So we've had this trauma case that Jason can never. I never let him finish it. And there it is. I always want to know. 
and you know, just, what can happen. I but, also want to know. Trish is dying to know what the conclusion <laughs> of the case is, but we'll get to it when we have more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it, you know. Doc, you know, um, last words uh, you know, for the people out there, you know. What do you have for your last <laughs> message? <laughs> EMS is fantastic. I, I w- honestly wish I'd never left being a firefighter paramedic. Um, it, it's fantastic. Get Push your medical directors to get better protocols. Be more engaged. Ask Sir. them for things. But the, your responsibility to be ready to do that. Get the training. Be ready to do it. Very nice. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Corey, what you got, man? <clears throat> Continue to challenge yourself and push forward and stay educated and always do what's best interest of the patient. You know, me and Corey were like hanging out with Don Galette a lot recently. <laughs> and like <laughs> that dude is amazing. He is. Like the stuff that he says, like me, you know, mind you, we, we teach all the time. We're always in there. And that dude will say some shit and me and Corey are writing it down. <laughs> like we got, I got Amazed. a little Don, yeah. a dongolette notebook. mind puts things together. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. He threw out some stuff. We're going to be doing a lot. Like today I told Don, I'm like, stop talking to people. We're going to record you. <laughs> and like, this is going to put a camera on you. And it's just, this guy was an educator for Polk State. Uh, and he was, when the coams and all the stuff hit, he was so important that this is the only time Coams has let a a person with a two year degree be a program director, because the stuff that he was doing was so amazing, and like you saw it the day oh, yeah. the, that day that guy showed up, like there was a the chief of like big EMS chief of the department was retiring was in this guy's first paramedic class, <laughs> and then if you go in the back of the <laughs> these ambulances, he didn't work there at Highlands County, he just taught a bunch of the medics. The way he, he would give him this dosage couch sheet, that is like photocopied and put on in the all back. Their, all their trucks. <laughs> all their trucks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it is so cool. And like, he's such a humble dude. And it's been cool, man, having him being around. Like, and you know, I've learned so much the last few the last few weeks having him around. So I just needed to make sure that we said something nice about him. Because oh, yeah. he thinks that I don't like him when I don't pick up his call. <laughs> but you know, awesome. the reality is, man, I'm just busy as hell. So that's why I don't talk to nobody on the phone. But uh, you know, let's so so I love you, Don. What you got, Hippo? Nothing. I uh, appreciate you coming out, Doc. We really uh, thanks for having it. me. It's, it's awesome being, uh, being able to talk to somebody else. Um, and uh, well, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jason. I, I filled the bl- you know, yeah, check thanks. the box. Could, yeah, random stranger, <laughs> yeah, strange dude. I love it. Room. I love it. Thanks. That's you all know. I got. Right. <laughs> he can't say shit. Oh my god, I love you so much, Hippo. What you got, baby? Um, I think that people should, you know, write in or message us with some of the strangest things they've pulled out of people's asses. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it'd be funny. We could have yeah. a swap meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. I did, Trish said she's working. The, you could tell when Trish is bored out of her fucking mind working like uh, triage or something like back in the day. <laughs> So she sends me a picture of like this. This uh, it looks like a couple semen. I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. <laughs> He's a. It looked like a couple semen, and I go, "What the fuck is?" It? She goes, "Oh, this dude. He said he came in with belly pain. I asked him to give me a sample, and he <laughs> gave her a sample. Oh, I'm like, that's ridiculous." <laughs> 
of that kind of shit happen all the time. Oh man, it's all the time like that. I love this job. <laughs> you know, like I've never worked a day in my whole adult life because you know, like whether I was nursing or the fire department or flying or being the back man, I've had a good time. Like the only real job I had was stripping. Like that shit remember? was hard. Like you had to work out. Well, I've seen you. You got to work for yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you had to work out and like you know look glistening when you were doing this stuff and you know put your own outfits together. Yeah, I'll steal it from the cops. It's the front <laughs> row ticket to the greatest show on earth. Yes, it really is. Yeah. Do you remember the dude that came in that um, drank dog urine? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. And he was like, "Well, you know, it's okay because it's an inside dog and it's my neighbor's dog." <laughs> 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 we need to stop. Oh, and, and yeah, you know, we're, we're done. She brings this up. Here's the thing. Well, why uh, was he drinking the, the neighbor's dog here? Oh, I didn't ask him that. Yes, I did. Or did you? Did? Well, I I wasn't the one that triaged him. <laughs> I was sitting I was sitting in the other seat, and I was like, I bet you can't do this without laughing. <laughs> and on that note, we'll finish this story at a later date with the firework one. So, bye everybody.